0: before we get the show started, Horse Radio Network for the first time has a wide selection of Horse Radio Network merchandise available for the holidays. Hats, saddle pads, masks, clothing, mugs, and so much more, either screen printed or embroidered. Get your orders in now for you or your HRN listening friends. Visit horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner on the homepage today. Happy holidays, everybody. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 25th, episode 2567. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. It's brought to you today by Stateline Tack. Happy Thanksgiving, horsey world. Hey, Santa, what's shaking, man?
1: By the way, congratulate me this Christmas. I'm going for it. No antidepressants. Somebody ought to teach that little humbug some Christmas spirit. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown.
2: It's fitting you should play this, Glenn. Why?
0: I thought you were going to yell at me for playing it before Thanksgiving.
2: Mm. No, it's, it's it's holidays, and I have a confession to make. What's that? This is against every fiber of my being, but it was super rainy yesterday. It was kind of cold. It was just terrible, drizzly, terrible weather. And my husband is home from you an put airline up the trip. the
0: tree before Thanksgiving. <sighs> we put up the tree. <laughs> oh God. You guys don't know how big a deal this is. For 10 years, I've been fighting her on this. <laughs>
2: It's just a tree. It just went up, but it was just such a perfect day to do it because it was terrible weather. And we were all home and my kid is seven and he like desperately. And wants it's the 2020 tree up. <laughs> and it's 2020. Yeah. So all rules go out the window,
0: but yep. officially
2: there is a Christmas tree up in the house. And
0: now you guys do a fake know? one.
2: Yes, because yeah. I am massively allergic to oh, that's Christmas right. trees. <laughs> Sorry,
0: I forgot about that.
2: I do get a candle that's like a winter kind Christmas of like scented. Yes. scented like uh, I have a peppermint one and then I have a pine tree one. So it like, smells like somebody's new car, you know.
0: I got the uh, Better Homes and Gardens Strawberry Mimosa one. It's the best candle smell I've ever seen.
2: That is not Christmassy at all. <laughs> it's,
0: it's good though. It smells wonderful. <laughs> makes you want to drink. Hey, You're
2: I, such a girl oh my I god. <laughs> I love girly
0: drinks. Uh, I got good news for you. So uh yesterday, first day in six weeks without pain pills. First day in six weeks without pain are pills. Are you
2: getting a shake? So you
0: are you, 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 know, you start. Like I had a headache last help? night, so that probably Yeah, was, you did. It was probably from that. But uh yeah, so it was uh nice and I can eat again which is nice. So I see the light at the end of this very long, long tunnel <laughs> that I've been in.
2: I'm proud of you. You know what? I, I, I'm on the road to recovery too. I have my MRI scheduled for tonight at 7.30 PM the night before Thanksgiving. That seems weird. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to a dark alley. Yeah. Like what's going to happen? Yeah. Yes, Miss Jennings, please. Have a Come seat to this. Address. Address.
0: I know it doesn't look like an MRI, but have a seat anyway.
2: <laughs> Did you remove all your metal? <laughs> yeah. Okay, now we're ready to go. <laughs> so, we're both on the road to recovery. Good yeah. job, Glenn. Way hey, to go.
0: I got it because it's a uh, Health Wednesday and we don't have a health report because I for you just
2: gave us a health report.
0: No, I'm going to gross you out because I, okay. I also got the report on my gallbladder. They did they did testing. I'm happy to report no cancer, but it had some kind of disease. So yes, it needed to come out. So it's it, it basically if I hadn't had it out now, I was going to have it out soon. So
2: well, heck, I'm glad they didn't do the report, and they're like, you know what, you nothing was wrong. Really it's perfectly it. healthy. <laughs> you yeah. really need that. We got to put it back in. <laughs>
0: So yeah, it was it was probably the thing causing all the trouble. Is what it came down to.
2: All right, time to start eating actual fresh vegetables, Glenn.
0: Yeah, I I have to wait a little on lettuce. Uh, we
2: that's not a vegetable.
0: Lettuce is vegetable.
2: Iceberg lettuce does not count. <laughs> Damn. That is not a vegetable. Maybe if oh, I mix sorry. it with
0: some aspic or gelatin, like from what Monday show. And
2: yeah, maybe... you know what? We can swirl some peas and carrots oh, together and put did, it in some jello.
0: I, I wish I could remember her name. Did you see that there's an actual YouTube lady who makes all these recipes dressed in 50s outfits?
2: Actually, it's a show on Amazon, Glenn, and I've been through the first four episodes. Oh, I
0: did too. <laughs> we We started watching it last night. Oh, my God.
2: I actually gagged. I know, I did she too. She was eating the salmon.
0: <laughs> and she keeps eating it. I Why know, she kept she eating, eating, every, eating Jennifer it. Jennifer said the same thing. Why is she still eating it?
2: <laughs> oh, God, it's so gross. <laughs> I like that she then does
0: a modern equivalent that's actually palatable, you know? And, <laughs> and
2: everything that she's made in that was from the post that I yes. shared on Monday. Did she do the
0: banana thing or not?
2: The first episode was bananas wrapped in ham cooked with hollandaise sauce on them.
0: Well, I have a special treat for you guys today because we're not going to do a health report. Instead, I have pulled up a couple of... uh a couple of comedy bits involving Thanksgiving, and they especially apply to Jamie. So okay. we're going to do that today. <laughs> also, Auditor Sherry stops by to tell us about her COVID weanling. So she got a COVID weanling. We have oh, my news. God. This is,
2: baby so cute. It and is what so did cra- I can't wait to hear the story?
0: It is so cute. And uh, Jamie has some weird news, and it's the day before the holidays. So we're just going to have a little fun today. And it seems like so many
2: weird news stories, Glenn, coming up that it's kind of shocking because um, I I could not put these in. Of course, I had to get the Florida man in there. And there's one regarding
0: a horse. All right, let's get started. I'm going to do really well on three of these names. Uh, Happy birthday to Auditor Kelly Harmon, Lou Ligori, and our friend Scary, who doesn't even need a last name because if your name's Scary, it can be one name. Uh, (laughs) uh, And then there's Becky. You care to try that one?
2: Hold on. I'm not on that page. Um, Becky
0: Duos Borgsos. Borgsos. Borg. Borg Kazorgazas, Becky, you also have one name. Happy birthday, Becky! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Becky and Gary and Lou and Kelly.
0: <laughs> That's right. Sorry,
2: Becky. I'm I can't help. I usually help. All right, my daily Winnie is gonna go. Okay, so bless her little heart. Abby decided that she needed to get a job. Okay. So Abby is now working at a local pub here in Norman. In Oklahoma,
0: she's working. She's yes, she,
2: she got a job at, her, at a pub, um, like the coolest Irish pub in the entire city. She got a job at. I mean, she was working at the place, right? So Chad and I decided to go in and visit with her last night, but she was still in training. But, you know, like we ordered two beers and like tipped her 10 bucks, right? On two beers. And I was feeling kind of good about myself until this morning when I'm searching for news and we are going to head to, um, Ohio a jazz and blues club. Brendan ring, the owner of Nighttown in Cleveland Heights said a customer came in during brunch on Sunday. And that was the last day business was due to be closed for a second time because of the pandemic said customer comes in, sits down and orders a single beer, Stella Artois. The man handed his bill to the owner and told him to split the tip among the waitstaff. What was the tip for a beer that was a $5 beer?
0: $3,000.
2: This guy.
0: He got a bonus. I,
2: <laughs> I felt good tipping Abby $10. I got to <laughs> get my stuff together. My God. He wrote uh, yeah, $7 bar tab and it was $3,007 is what he wrote on it. And he said, split it among your staff. Bye. Hmm. Isn't that awesome? That's anyway, awesome. The man is an. Uh, uh, I'm happy
0: when somebody does the you know buys buys your uh, Starbucks in line in front of you. Oh, that actually irritates me because <laughs> you feel obligated to buy the next guy's. Because you have to buy and the his next bill was twenty five dollars.
2: Never <laughs> come out. Uh, like, can I get one <laughs> coffee, just a latte, like small? You know, nothing fancy. Oh, the person in front of you paid for it. Oh. All right, I'll get the guy behind you. That'll be $47. Yeah, yeah, for the whole food. office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get screwed. I hate it when they do that. Like, the one in California always has that. And I'm like, that's really nice. Y'all are jerks. Well, she is going to yeah.
0: make a lot of money as a waitress. She's delightful. So she's going to do just fine.
2: Yeah. Oh, Abby, yeah. Yeah, yeah, be- yeah. Yeah.
0: She'll do fine. And she probably hits her head in the ceiling. I picture most Irish pubs as being low ceilings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this one's a big sports bar, so okay. she's not going to hit her head.
0: Okay. All the Irish pubs we were in over in England and uh, Scotland were pretty low ceilings. I schedule a couple of quick things and we'll get to our first guest. Uh, we're off tomorrow, no show tomorrow. Uh, for, for the, but in case you don't know, it's Thanksgiving here in the United States. And then Friday, uh, we're having a special, we're going to be here for the first time in years and we're going to have a holiday shopping episode. We have a bunch of guests coming up. We're going to pick out some things ourselves, just have some fun talking about holiday shopping. I might have a, a couple of lists for you and maybe some expensive horse things that you can buy. Also, tomorrow night at eight o'clock, Thursday night at eight o'clock, Thanksgiving day, Eastern time, we're having an auditor Zoom Thanksgiving. I will post the link, uh, tomorrow in the auditor room. A lot of auditors are alone this year because families aren't getting together, not traveling like they used to. And we thought it'd be nice to all get together. So far, about a hundred people have Responded. So I don't know how we're going to control that. Uh, but we're going to have an Auditor Zoom Thanksgiving. Bring your drinks, bring your snacks, and uh, we'll all sit around and just have some fun. Joy, your co host on Retired Racehorse Radio, is co hosting it with me. All right. She's going to be alone too. So we thought we'd do that. We're not going anywhere either. Uh, although I might be able to actually eat something tomorrow. Uh, also, the, they're doing another draw for the Secret Santa in the Auditor Room. And because so many people signed up after the last draw, uh, it's tonight. So you have to sign up today on Wednesday. You can't do it after today because you won't be included. So if you want to be part of that, there's a post on, in the auditor room on Facebook. Go check that out. Uh, and let's go to our first guest.
2: Gosh, COVID ponies rule the world. And I say that because <laughs> we are going to hear from Sherry Olson, who just got her own COVID pony. She's an auditor. Sherry, good morning. Where in the heck are you? Good morning, Jamie. I'm in Fort Collins,
3: Colorado right now because that's where I work, but I live in Longmont, Colorado.
0: Oh, that's a pretty place to live. Oh my God. It's nice. It's
2: yeah. Nice. I bet it's pretty <laughs> cold. So she's like it's 23 I'm 23 sure. degrees right now. Yeah. now so. <laughs> exactly. It's beautiful. It's Three or four months out of the year. Um so anyway, Sherry, oh my gosh. You got a baby. Tell us what what did you do? Uh, exactly, that's what I keep
3: saying. What did I do?
2: We need to name this segment, Glenn. What did you do? Oh, that's a good. What that's a good Sherry, yeah. What did you do? Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, honestly,
3: and it's it's kind of a blur how this happened, but. How far back do you want me to start?
2: (laughs) Um, Well, uh, somehow (laughs) a a weanling just showed up at your door. So maybe start with, um, I don't know, where where did you see this little bundle of joy? Okay, so
3: about a year and a half ago, I finally figured out a way I could have a horse again. I haven't had a horse for like 25, well, no, 35 years. Wow. Um, And that time, I had just gotten engaged, was living with my fiancé, and while he was at work one day, I drove to Billings, Montana. I was living in Wyoming at the time, and bought a off-the-track thoroughbred, <laughs> <laughs> and then came home and said, Hey, you know that old horse trailer that your parents had? You need to drive to Billings and pick up a horse that I just bought.
2: Oh, my gosh.
3: Oops. So... Then we moved to Colorado and I had to sell that horse. Um, And I haven't had one since. And like I said, that was about 35 years ago. And I sort of had a dream in retirement of a little farm with goats and, you know, a horse. And my husband finally convinced me that's not how he wanted to spend his retirement. Um, And then it just, I had a thought that wait, people board horses. We don't have to have a farm. I can still get a horse. So I started looking and, um, I actually went to a stable, talked to the trainer owner there and we had a plan. The plan was she was going to give me lessons. She was going to help me find the like appropriate horse for me after <clears the> she <throat> assessed, <laughs> Right.
2: I'm seeing where this is going considering <laughs> you're supposed to find the appropriate horse and I'm looking at a picture of a weanling. So carry on. This should be good. So
3: So and that was like going into the winter and she's like, you know, contact me in the spring we'll start lessons. So sometime between that I started shopping online <laughs> and decided how I wonder much where she fun learned would I that from. I would uh,
0: never. No do idea that. who she learned that from.
2: Sherry, it is very dangerous to buy unseen horses online, especially in an auction type.
3: Yeah,
0: situation. who would do that? Nobody. Uh, that would, would be. That. Uh, yeah, no, I know.
2: Ridiculous.
3: Who would do that? Well, she she was not only unseen, she was also unborn. Oh god! So <laughs> <I hadn't... laughs>
0: it's hard to see them when they're not even popped yet.
3: <laughs> yep, So, I. Okay. Also. When I had talked to the trainer, I'm like, I want a smallish horse, you know, something I can throw my arm over, something, you know, I can just hop on, bareback. So I started looking at halflingers, thinking, nice horse. Um, And then somehow I saw a gypsy vanner online and I'm like, nope, I want that. (laughs) So I just started contacting a few gypsy breeders around the country and um found one in Minnesota, Blackshire Equestrian. I highly recommend them. Um but they have one Gypsy stallion and they breed her or breed him to um mostly Frisian sport horses. Anyway. Okay, <laughs> so it's not going to be
2: a little horse. <laughs> no, so you've got it so it's half Gypsy and then probably quarter Frisian, quarter Sport horse, thoroughbred. warm thoroughbred, okay. Thoroughbred. So and um yeah. Do you a
3: like freezer. grooming, so, by the way? Do you there, like grooming, I know, right? <laughs>
0: like, oh, oh my like- god,
3: she already has
2: so much made. It is so sick. Oh yeah. You're in trouble. So you, you you decide to buy basically an embryo is what it is. I have a friend that sells horses in utero too. So it's not like a crazy thing that, that you, you're like the first one to do it. However, it is interesting to know that like you bought, you basically had this pregnant mare and you're like, yes, I choose that baby. But what, what (laughs) girl or (laughs) boy actually had I, I actually had an a
3: in-depth discussion with the breeder. She she had several mares that were in full to this stallion, and we kind of narrowed it down to this one will be smaller. This one has a really great personality. Um, so she was my first choice. And then there were kind of two in the wings if there was anything about this baby that I didn't like. but even at that point, I'm like, I would feel like a horrible person for turning down <laughs> oh, God. a baby for any reason. So, so yeah, when, when she was born, like was almost as exciting as the days that my two daughters were born. <laughs>
2: Aww, tell us what how, how that look like. So actually I've been kind of texting
3: or Facebook messaging the breeder on a pretty regular basis when it was getting close to her due date. And I had messaged her early that morning and she got right back to me and she said perfect timing. She's on the ground but the mare surprised us and gave birth out in the pasture. So we haven't been able to get close enough to even see if it's a boy or a girl. Um but she is wildly colored. So I had like 2 hours to imagine in my head what wildly colored meant. Pink,
0: purple, and, green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unicorn. <laughs> Unicorn.
3: And then she finally sent me a picture and it was, it was amazing.
2: So were you looking for a mare or a girl or a boy? Did it matter? Did you have a preference?
3: So going into it, I told myself, you know what? I just want the surprise. I just want. And then as it got closer, I'm like, I kind of want a colt. I kind of want a colt. I kind (laughs) of want a boy. And and so I have to admit there was a day or two where I'm like, do I wanna wait and see if another and then
2: I'm like, No. She's oh. and she's mine. <laughs> gotcha. And so you I'm, actually wavered a little bit to see if the other two one of them would pop out a cult. Yeah. Um, I, I like the one of,
3: And one one of them already had and I'm like, Nope, I'm waiting for waiting for Nala to give birth and and then and and after hearing actually the um gelding stories since then. I'm so glad I don't have to face that. <laughs> <laughs> what is her name? Her name is Minka the Bold. <laughs>
0: Minka the Bold.
3: Um the bold. Again, I went to the internet. I started Googling Frisian names because somehow I thought the Irish gypsy names were too obvious. Um and I found Minka. It was like one of the Frisian names that wasn't like Bruinhilda or something (laughs) awful. (laughs) And when, and so the thoroughbred side of the Frisian thoroughbred cross, I was looking at her pedigree and she had bold ruler back in, I don't know how many generations ago. And so she's mink at the bold.
2: I love it. I love it. We got the bold, with bold ruler in and, there. It's fantastic.
0: And the paint people love color. And the babies are worth more if they throw some cool color. This 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 weanling has some really cool color. You got she lucky on the color. Ween-
3: yeah, yeah, she has some really interesting patterns that I had never even seen because it's like on the front of her neck. And there's just some cool spots and <laughs> things. But yeah, so- she has some-
2: Technically, I believe she'd be called a piebald Tobiano. How about that? But right, her stripe down her face is really unique. Kind of goes off to okay. the side. She's lovely. Congratulations, Sherry. So, well, um, how does the husband feel about
0: yeah, this? Yeah how how's that going?
2: And the trainer. Yeah, <laughs> she's got to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
3: yeah. That's when I went back for my to start lessons. I'm like, okay, so things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> and um she she was cool we still did writing lessons and now we're going to be doing some training lessons but um I think everybody at the barn is pretty much in love with her now so you know she's she's in isolation right now for a couple weeks and then she's going to be out with the herd and
2: now, usually, I would suggest for a weanling when you purchase your dually halter to get a green one because that is a typical like six month old baby dually halter. I'm gonna go ahead and say you probably need to up that a size. Or yeah, two.
0: yeah, this head looks bigger than Scooter's. <laughs> I mean, it's like <laughs> big head.
3: Um. Yeah, I actually did buy a yearling rope halter for her just to have something when she got here, and it did not fit her. <laughs> no, you <laughs> no. need
2: to get probably, you're going to have the red dually Combo, for a yeah. couple months, but now you're gonna need to, you're just going to go ahead and buy the black one. That's, gonna, that's what you're going to need. Okay. In like a minute. Wow. And yeah. then eventually the blue <laughs> one. <laughs> you're going to have a collection of Dooley Halters. <laughs> you can sell them after you're done.
0: <laughs> I, I want to tell everybody, I will post uh, the picture of your new baby on our show Aww, notes page. So they can, it'll be the show notes picture for today. So if you want to go look at this cutie, then uh, you can you can go there to take a look at it. And we'll post it over on our Facebook page too.
2: Congratulations, Sherry, mama. congrats. Way to go. Oh, thank you.
3: So much, I appreciate you calling. Right, <laughs> You're actually braver
2: than me. She actually bought one that wasn't even born, born yet. yet. Yeah, <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> that is legit. <laughs> that's awesome. Thanks, girl. We'll talk to you Thanks, soon. Terry, happy
3: Thanksgiving. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Well, that's so cool. I think that's the first weenling we've had this year, right?
2: Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know these. I can't keep up with all the people that have bought COVID. Ponies. I know there's
0: been a whole lot, or COVID it's trailers, or COVID anything. You know, it's been a lot of COVID things. Farms. We've had COVID farms on the show this year. Yeah, yeah it's been. Crazy.
2: By the way, I would like to update you. My COVID yearling is like the most amazing thing in the world, and I love him so. Yeah, which much, one is? So. It? I'm so
0: confused. Which one is it now?
2: I bought the Andalusian. Oh, stock. that's right. That's right. <laughs> a yearling Andalusian colt yes, who got
0: cut. Now it's so the cut parts over is, is it becoming more of a gelding or still a stallion?
2: Oh, he's so much better now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it took six, about six weeks, about yes. a month for the them to kind of like come down and apparently they can still have behaviors for six months. So we're about three months in now and, and he's really calmed down a lot. And he's working with really, yeah, 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 yeah. All the time. Lead him around. And, um, they both he and Stanley have loaded into the trailer a couple times. It's he was pretty nervous about because he's been in a trailer twice and both have been like cross country. Because this is you supposed know, to just,
0: be your keeper horse, right?
2: Yes. I mean, when am I going to get an Andalus? I got it. Is it Glenn, it's like he was free. free okay. I got him on the internet horse auction. There were terrible pictures of him. They did a terrible job with the video and he came and he's amazing. And I love him so much. So, but yeah, he and Stanley who are the, my Oldenburg yearling that was born here, they're best friends. And so they're going to be best friends. Well, for They like, have the what?
0: European thing going. They're best buddies. Yeah, you yeah. know,
2: we're both fancy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny, though, if you walk through my barn, I love, I love, love, love this because I'm like, oh, here's my Andalusian and here's my Oldenburg and <laughs> here's my thoroughbred and here's my Mustang and here's my Mutt. Like, Duke <laughs> is a grade. So I just love that I have, like, I represent, you know, every color of you're the rainbow in my barn. That's right. You're equal
0: opportunity. You're not prejudiced <laughs> in any way.
2: I sound super fancy until it like rolls down the hill very quickly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you
0: get to Zeus, who's breaking into things as you're talking.
2: Yeah, uh, I've <laughs> got a Mustang and I've got a grape. Zeus is your,
0: your thug. He's like the thug of the place. Chad was asking me last night, he's like, what are we going to do? And I was like, what do you mean, what are we going to do?
2: What does that mean? What are we going to do? <laughs> he's really got sick, out sick over of the Zeus, weekend. isn't he? He's really yeah, sick I- of Zeus. He got out over the weekend, and now he's taught Miles and Stanley how to open their doors. Thank God I have his bottom snaps. So, and then I come in, and it's freezing as cold. Yesterday, I've got the horses in. The rain is on. He's turned everybody's fans on. <laughs> With the, he can reach out and flip the switch, and and it's like an ice box in the barn he's everybody's fan is he on. Is worse like worse than that! a
0: toddler. He is just worse than a toddler.
2: <laughs> But he's great. I love him so much. Anyway, so that's what's happening. I highly recommend buying. Uh, There was this story just for new listeners to remind you that Internet horse auction, that's a thing that's where I bought this baby from. I got super lucky. You really have to do your research. And I did the research on another one. And this last auction drank too much and got into a bidding war (laughs) and got competitive, came on the show the next morning and begged somebody to outbid me, which I did get outbid, but I'm telling you what, it's not like eBay. It's like a live animal <laughs> at the end. And it was in North Carolina. It was gonna cost more to ship it here than actually the horse cost. So <sighs> I do recommend being not very drinking
0: cool. first before you get up. Do into not them.
2: drink. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. Shop?
0: Maybe not tomorrow night after eating and drinking all day and, and being with your family. That may be not a good time to uh, to shop. No, no.
2: No, thank God. They don't have any more internet auctions. I think the sport horse ones until January. Okay, so. <laughs> good.
0: Well, you're good. <laughs> Woo! You know what you I'm can good. buy, though? You can head over to statelinetac.com because guess what Friday is? It's Black Friday. They've already started on the oh, sales wow. over there. Weather Be The blanket's at 20% off right, near, right now. They have a uh, stateline tack 4-H gear there. They have a big boot sale going on. If you need some Western boots, they have Justin and Tony Llama and more on sale right now and lord knows what they're going to have on friday so i am just here to remind you that you need to head over there uh well go over there today because it's probably going to change before friday get what you need today and then head back there first thing friday morning and you know I think we're going to see some delays in shipping from some of the uh, retailers this year. I, you know, they do have a disclaimer up there about that. But I do think we're going to see some delays in shipping because of COVID and slow shipping. Uh, but anyway, uh, they also have some kids stuff. They have a whole section of kids stuff. I went on there today because, you know, you still have to get the kiddos some stuff. And they have two entire yeah, pages. Yeah, you do have
2: to get your yeah. kids stuff yeah. You have to not just stuff. the horses. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So they do have two pages of kids stuff on there right now. So check that out as well as including the cutest little vest and chap sets you're ever going to see for toddlers. Uh, so uh, And they cost almost as much as full-size chaps for humans, I, or for adults, I noticed. <laughs> for, humans. <laughs> for humans. God,
2: you are not a parent. <laughs> I am not a parent.
0: <laughs> uh, so com. check it out today. Hey, a couple of news stories before we get to something fun I have planned for you. And, uh, these are news stories kind of relate to what we talked about on Monday. You know, Monday we talked about the FEI said that dressage riders now have to wear helmets all the time, period. Yeah. No top hats oh, anymore. Is, well, they had another ruling here too. It's and
2: cool. it, this is awesome. I'm so excited about this one. Well, I, I, I want to
0: ask you about it. Okay. I have a question. I, all right. So the FEI outlawed trimming whiskers of competitions from 2021 on. So if you're at a competition, no more trimming whiskers, <laughs> hunters are going to die. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and a couple of the countries, Germany and a couple other countries, had already outlawed it. Uh, so, where did this start? I mean, why? It's just to make them look pretty. Why did it start in the first place? But trimming whiskers? Yeah, the whole tripping. Do you know where that even began? Hunters, I'm I d-
2: Well, I mean, I grew up a hunter, and oh, my God, you would never have a whisker on your horse, even between shows. It was just shave that off. I mean, my God, how dare you have facial hair on your horse. It, you trim the jaw. The bridle path. They block the ears. You know, if you didn't trim the ears completely out, I never had a horse that would let me shove a clipper down his ear. <laughs> but, um, you, I would at least block the hair so it doesn't have a bunch sticking out, and it just gives a neat, smart look. However, I, at one point I realized, first of all, okay, I'm trotting around in the arena. Can you really see my horse's whiskers? No. I'm cantering around. Do I think that the judge is focusing in? Maybe they can. Do I, I got to the point where as an inventor, I really thought, you know, I feel like these hairs are fairly important. You know, if you think about it, when your horse goes to eat out of a bucket, let's say just how easy this is, your horse goes to eat out of a bucket and they put their nose into the bucket, they can jam their mouth on the bottom or they can feel the bucket as it gets closer, by using their whiskers, drinking water. The well, whiskers
0: sensory things, you know. They're, yeah, yeah, Yeah. they're sensory hair. So you would
2: cut cut the whiskers. Every animal cat. has them. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, we all have them. I mean, everybody has them. So uh, they're just very important. And then I started thinking because you would also clip the hair around the eyes, and I thought, how easy it would be to get an eye injury if you clip that long hair off and they brush up against the wall of that hair it saves their eye yeah, it was they go for oh
0: protection yep
2: yeah and so and bugs too yeah Um, b- bugs and all this and 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 so i was reading some of the people that were arguing against this okay, okay. and it was like oh you can't um the the hair and the ears and they're like, that's not sensory hair. So you can clip your horse's ears. Well, the hairs around the eyes. Yes. Those are sensory hairs. You can't clip those uh, around. So you but still are allowed caught. to clip the ears with this. You can clip the ears okay. cause they're not sensory hairs, but you cannot clip the hair around the eyeballs. And somebody was a uh, uh, organization was like, Oh, you can't do that. We have to clip it because they get caught in the blinkers. In the blinkers for driving horses,
0: is I, that true? I I never. It, I think your blinkers are too close to the eyeballs. If that's the case, I, I've never had that problem with driving any of my horses. We don't. And believe me, I don't clip anything. So, <laughs>
2: like, well, that's what they actually ruled was um that's stupid because uh, this that's is that's not a problem. I wouldn't want that's the blinkers not a that
0: close. But yeah, I know, maybe I have mine them too far out. I don't know. I don't know how it all works. I just yeah. figured I'd ask you. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad this is good. Uh, you know, the yeah, yeah, FEI's done a couple good things this year. Uh, I mean, so.
2: it's it's not like in the grand scheme of things. There's a lot more things that we right. probably should worry about and ban before this. But, you know, what the heck?
0: It's <laughs> okay. good. We're going to start someplace. Hey, you know, I haven't done a study show in a long time because... I've tried to do them and every study is about COVID and it just wasn't fun. So Um, I haven't done them. Now I did find a study. (laughs) I'm going to ask you a question, Jamie and everybody else out in the audience. Now you put a bunch of horses together. Okay. You put like a herd of horses out. Maybe there's 40 or 50. Who do you expect to be the fattest horse?
2: If I put, 40 to 50 horses yeah. out who's, who's going to be, be the fatties,
0: fatties? who are going to be the fatties out there uh, you you know we're all fighting for food we have a large gaggle of horses who's going to be the fat one
2: um the most dominant one usually uh, and it would be a pony or a mustang or, or a scooter something. yeah
0: right uh well the you they spent a lot of money the researchers at the university of bristol in england to figure this out and figure out who are the fattest horses in a herd and big surprise it's the dominant one so oh, there we yeah. go. Uh, social interactions between 203 horses in 42 different herds on continual turnout. The feeding trial was conducted to determine each herd's social structure by setting out individual buckets of feed and observing which horses displaced others to take their food. Scores were assigned based on how many herd mates a particular horse displaced and how often horses were displaced. Using that data, they did double uh, did uh, obesity score rankings and all of that. Big surprise, the dominant one. was was the fattest
2: i gotta say i actually out in the pasture right now i have luna who is a fatty mare who is an air fern and then i put a thoroughbred mare out with her and the thoroughbred mare chases her around off the feed but the thoroughbred mare works so hard i'm like if you just stand still and just eat what's in front of you but she's like trying to keep luna away from all of the piles (laughs) You get nothing. They are all mine. But she's wearing herself out, galloping around. It's super weird.
0: Well, speaking of eating, Scooter is doing great on his Daily Dose Car Buster feed that we get delivered from Chewy. Car Buster is a light feed made from Timothy hay pellets as a base and added peas for extra goodness. And also sunflower seeds, flax meal seed, dried kelp, and prebiotic. Maybe I should have this with my current diet right now. Uh, <laughs> I think it's good for you. Yeah, dried kelp and prebiotics are in there too. You know the good stuff. And with n- and with an n value at a mere 7%. It's perfect for Scooter's pony metabolism. He's getting nutrition... uh, I can't read today. He's getting the nutrients he needs without excess calories. And he looks really good. He looks better than he has in years. And those calories come from quality, non-GMO. All their products are non-GMO sources. Check it out at Daily Dose Equine. Their full line of feeds today at DailyDoseEquine.com or head on over to Chewy.com and place your Daily Dose Equine order. Uh, And we've had several listeners now inquire about it and are getting this uh, particular product. It's Daily Dose Carb Buster Feed for the fatties out there. All right. I have a special surprise for you today. I thought, you know, instead of doing a health segment, which is kind of uh, just the day before Thanksgiving, who cares? So I thought we'd do something fun. And I went through YouTube this morning and looked up stand-up comics that did something on Thanksgiving. And I found one that so applies to you because he's talking about Thanksgiving in the South. And I think you're just going to relate to this because I think you had these relatives Uh, because Jamie did grow up in Georgia, the heart of the South. And this guy's name's Larry Weaver. I had never heard of him before. He's Ken. Is he? Yeah? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he should be. Take a listen to this. My stepdad's name
2: Larry. Let's see.
1: Let's see. If I want to eat food that'll kill me, I'll just call up my family and have a potluck dinner. (laughs) That's a fine Southern tradition right there. And there's a reason why that word luck is in there, because you don't know what you're eating or who made it. You don't know if that hair in the casserole is human or animal. You just don't know. And it's never healthy either. Only a country people can take something like a green bean and turn it into junk food. <laughs> My grandma's like, here's my world famous green bean casserole. It's green beans sauteed in pork fat and butter covered with Velveeta cheese, roasted marshmallows, and sprinkled on top of cornflakes. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real thing. I'm like, Grandma, what's the matter? Could you deep fry it while you're at it? Like, that's not a bad idea. My mom would make that sweet tea, put it in the old milk jugs, put two, three cups of sugar in there. Oh. That tea's so sweet, it would choke a hummingbird. <laughs> count, chocolate diabetes right there. Just bad food. Come on, man. How do you make a chocolate pie smell like cigarettes? I mean, how is that possible? My Aunt Margaret could, man. I was like, mm. is, that, is that marble meringue? Just, just a touch of nicotine. Just do you right. Growing up, I never knew what a salad was, man. We'd have a whole table of salad, not a single lettuce leaf. It's like potato salad, chicken salad, bean salad, tuna salad, egg salad. Now let's look at egg salad for one second. The top ingredients are eggs and mayonnaise. Now how do you call call that a salad? That's like making a milkshake out of Skittles and calling it a fruit smoothie. (laughs) Lucas. I mean, who are you fooling? My family can eat too. They take that flimsy paper plate, pile it up like it was their last meal go down the gravy bowl, squish a hole in the top and cover the whole thing in gravy like a cholesterol volcano. And it always has that same blessing. They say, Lord, bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies. Now, I know the Lord works miracles, but you have got to meet him halfway. <laughs> the Bible says your body is a temple, not a drive through Jesus fed the multitude with five loaves and two fishes, not five Krispy Kremes and two Bojangles Biscuits. <laughs> Can I get an amen? amen. All right. <laughs> it
0: was Larry Weaver.
1: <laughs> I got to tell you. I
2: got to tell you. I'm just going to give you a a brief uh, thing from Thanksgiving in my house growing up. And I was explaining this to Abby the other day because it's going to be so nice to finally not have somebody in the house who's going to make fun of me for not eating turkey. Uh, (laughs) The first Thanksgiving, I was like 10 years old and I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm I'm not going to eat turkey anymore. What do you mean you are not going to eat some turkey? Jamie, it is Thanksgiving. You will put this turkey on your plate and then you will put it in your mouth and you will like it because that is what we do on Thanksgiving is we eat turkey. Yeah, but I'm gonna go. I'm vegetarian now. I don't eat. Who do you think you are? You come up here to the Lord's table and come up here and refuse what he has given and provided for you. This is your grandma? You... No, oh. this is my aunt. Oh, does she sound a
0: lot like your dad? I hope she sounded like your dad. <laughs>
2: My grandma was the only one who would try tofurkey because, like years later, they finally created some sort of tofurkey thing, and she was the only one who tried it. Bless her (laughs) heart, because my grandma was the sweetest thing in the world. But how dare you come up here and Jamie, get you some green beans while Reddit? Well, I can't have green beans because you cooked it with ham, Jamie. (laughs) I cannot cook green beans without ham, and I'll tell you why. Because that is the flavor that you get in the green beans that. Brings out the flavor. A little ham never hurt nobody. You put it on your plate, young lady. And you put some turkey right next to it. We are not going to hear of this anymore. And, yes, I cook that stuffing inside the carcass, which means you need to also eat it. I can't eat it because it's inside the carcass. Did she put oysters
0: in it, too? Did she put oysters in there? I
2: I don't know because I never ate it because they pull. I'm like, you pulled that out of the chest cavity of a dead bird that does nothing (laughs) for me i'm sorry to tell you jamie that is what we have you you will have thanksgiving and yeah
0: the the, the mashed potatoes with lard that year too
2: i used a little pork fat (laughs) in the mashed potatoes because that's what gives it flavor so you know when you're cooking thanksgiving and can i just stop and tell you my mother actually just said to me this very thing last week last week Jamie, uh, when you're going to go ahead and cook, what you do is you just reach on in your refrigerator there and you go to the top shelf and you go ahead and grab that little jar of uh, bacon grease that you keep, you know, when you cook bacon. <laughs> your you mother said it this into... to you? I was like, who Does are you? Does she know who you are? <coughs> I'm sorry. Did you just tell me to grab the bacon grease that I've <laughs> saved in my refrigerator bacon and make put grease, it by into, the way? No. into meat? Like, what? <laughs> what is that? You take that little bit of bacon grease and you put that on a pan, then you go ahead and saute all your vegetables and whatever you need to go ahead and cook as a vegetarian (laughs) because obviously you're not going to have any turkey or stuffing or mashed potatoes or green beans or anything that we put on this plate. Is the corn safe? Well, you know what? We went ahead and roasted the corn on the grill with the actual uh, meat, the ribs from last week. So, yeah, no. I mean it was it's a nightmare. I'm so excited this <laughs> Thanksgiving because I have told everybody who's coming if they want to come just bring something. I don't care what it is, bring something. Don't tell me what it is. We're going to have a mishmash. We might have 12 desserts. I don't know, but that's what we're going to have. Has
0: You're anybody like- offered to bring jello salad yet with oysters inside? No.
2: Oysters and jello salad? Because my mother-in-law makes jello salad and she's always very offended that I won't eat the jello salad. <laughs>
0: Because After watching those videos we talked about earlier in the show, I have never eating Jello salad. With she puts legs. like fruit in it. Well, and, fruit's okay. I, I've had and that.
2: Then, a, but, then a icing on top. But I'm, uh-huh. I'm like, I'm just, I'm so sorry. Thank <laughs> you for that. I don't. She's like, it's a vegetarian. I'm like, well, actually, it's not. Gelatin is made from animal. They loaves. do like, make that's Jello. Not, that's
0: not right. Uh, they make vegetarian Jello now. If okay. somebody
2: can find that for me, let me know. If, if, I if, if anything, like. it's probably at
0: Trader Joe's or something. Yeah, it probably is. Whole Foods. Hey, I have, another, I have another something for you here. This oh, is another God. recording. Now, uh, this is probably not going to mean anything to people under 40. But uh, I picked it out because it involves a certain radio station in a certain Ohio City. And it is one of the classics for Thanksgiving. And you probably already know what it
2: oh, is. Oh, you know what this is. <laughs> What a sight, ladies and gentlemen, what a sight.
1: The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's a, a dark object. Uh, <laughs>
0: perhaps a skydiver. Plumbing to, to the earth from only 2,000 feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> seconds. To the third. There's no parachutes yet.
2: Those can't be skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but...
1: Oh, my God, they're turkey! Oh, Johnny, can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my eyes. Oh, just went through the windshield of a parked car! Johnny, this is
0: terrible running around pushing each other? Oh my goodness! Oh, the humanity! Oh, people are running about.
1: Uh, the turkeys are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement. Oh, honestly, folks, I, I don't know how much longer the, the crowd is running for their lives. I think I'm going to step inside. I can't stay out here and watch this anymore. No, I can't go in there. <laughs> since the Hindenburg tragedy has
0: there been anything like this. I don't know how much longer I can hold my position here, Johnny. The crowd... <laughs> w, K, R, P, in Cincinnati. Did you used to watch that?
2: Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and actually, that station moved down to Atlanta and became WSTR, which was the first station I worked at. Really? Like I was like, I worked for Johnny Five and all of the uh, John. What was his name? Was the thing Johnny, is, people Johnny
0: thought Five. this was ridiculous, but it's actually what radio stations were like.
2: Oh yeah, try to figure out a way <laughs> to get everybody talking, but not throw turkeys out of a helicopter because they can't fly. Oh, the humanity! <laughs>
0: It still makes me laugh after all these years. Anyway, I I couldn't go through today with you being an ex-radio person without playing that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, right. uh, talk about Equiderma here.
2: Uh, this episode is also brought to you by our friends at Equiderma. Equiderma wound ointment is a must-have in your medicine cabinet. It visibly amplifies wound healing, stops proud flesh from developing, minimizes scarring, reduces pain, and keeps flies out of the wound with, you will find that with consistent use, you will see a noticeable progression of steady healing every day. Plus it's a great treatment regimen for common skin rashes and sores. Find that in all Equiderma products at equiderma.com. That's equiderma.com. Well, you know, today is going to be a day of more often just reading the headlines because that is the main thing that I want to just let, I feel like today the entire news story is sandwiched in the headlines. So it's not clickbait. You don't have to click on it because everything is up front. Uh, we are going to head to Indonesia though for this first one and, uh, Joshua who got (laughs) along who got along joshua who got along was working outside his home in sumatra when something crashed through the roof of his house he walked inside his house and it was a stone that was still warm it turns out it was a meteorite glenn a meteorite crashed through joshua who got along his house.
0: I'm glad he wasn't in the house if he was outside. <laughs> Jeez.
2: Well, you know what? It would have been fine either way, because he ended up cashing in. He sold the meteorite that crashed through his roof for over one million dollars. Oh. Yeah. One million dollars. He posted a video to Facebook showing where the metallic object crashed through his tin roof. And apparently, it's a rare variety of meteorite, which I'm not a carbonaceous chondrite, uh, obviously.
0: Yeah. Uh, he Everybody sold wants it one of those.
2: To a U.S. collector. So,
0: yay. Well, I, know. I want a meteorite. Come through my house now.
2: <laughs> come on. <laughs> Calcium carbonate. A couple of them. I don't care if you take fondite. out the whole
0: house as long as I'm not in it. Just come on down.
2: <laughs> uh, we are going to. Oh, go ahead. Next one. This is in France. It's at an elementary school and keeping with, I'm just going to read the headlines In France, a pair of posters were put up outside of an elementary school saying school asked parents to stop throwing late students over the closed gate.
0: I saw this.
2: I can't imagine being like, you know, I get in there. It's fine. Well, they They shut
0: the gates apparently when, when time yeah. is up and you have to be there, they shut the gate. So the And apparently, parents don't want to go through the hassle of going through the gate and getting reprimanded. So they just throw them over.
2: They literally, principal uh, <laughs> said parents literally threw their children over the gate when they arrived. Hold on, Teddy. <laughs> You'll be fine. Shake it off. <laughs> Duck Rock and roll. roll. <laughs> Rub some dirt in it. Yeah, um, yeah so... Um, Lucas went to a school that would lock the gate at a certain time. And if you were two minutes late, I mean, you were just SOL. But all you have to do is like go into the office and get a tardy slip. He was in pre-K. I'm pretty sure it's not going down on his permanent record. I think we're fine. So, yeah. uh, Don't say how
0: tall the gate was.
2: Um... Met, uh, he said there was a few scattered incidents, no reported <laughs> injuries, but there were enough tossed children to inspire school officials to take action.
0: Do you think the kids liked it, though, to be honest? Wouldn't Lucas love being thrown over the gate?
2: Uh, what's on the other side? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe there was a soft
0: bush or something. I don't know. Right. Uh, all right. <music>
2: We're going to go up to jasper alberta and um there's a you know those signs on the side of the road that are uh electronic and they'll you know warning ahead left lane close don't drink and drive
0: yeah there's
2: things you can change well there's one in um canada can you do you want to guess what a canadian sign in jasper alberta says please be nice Everybody's already nice, but they're so nice that they had to put this warning. Do not let moose lick your car. Do not let moose lick your car. They're probably going
0: for the salt, right?
2: I would, um, yeah. So they've asked drivers to keep their vehicles a safe distance from the moose to make sure the animals don't get a taste of the road salt yeah. that inevitably ends up covering the sides of cars. And they are obsessed with the salts, Jasper and National Park spokesman Steve Young told them. They're obsessed with the salts. It's one of the things they need for minerals in their body. Like, leave out some salt then. <laughs> Give them a salt lick.
0: <laughs> I guess they just don't want them in the middle of the road licking the salt off the road. Is that... Uh
2: probably i guess i don't know (laughs) i I don't think moose licking your car is going to benefit anybody really
0: (laughs) kind of funny though when you think about it do you have another one
2: yeah i got two more but this one will be next one's quick
0: all right you
2: know and if florida if you get a new puppy and you have a pond don't just let your puppy outside this
0: one hit international news
2: Oh my gosh. Richard Wilbanks was outside his family's home uh, when he heard Gunner, the puppy they had recently adopted, crying out in distress. The Florida man jumps into the pond and rescues his puppy from the jaws of a hungry alligator that had grabbed the dog
0: and carried him underwater. Would you do that? Um, it, I noticed it wasn't a very she big alligator, no. but still. <laughs>
2: It wasn't that big, babe. Don't be a wuss. <laughs> did
0: Did you notice he never lost a cigar the whole time?
2: I did not watch the video. Are you serious? Oh, he I had a cigar in cigar. his mouth the whole
0: time. Never lost a cigar. It was such a classic he Florida story. He never lost his cigar. <laughs> He never lost... He was on, like, Good Morning America the next day. I mean... Oh, yeah. my
2: God. That's fantastic. All right, last the one. the dog
0: is fine, by the way.
2: Oh. Yeah, the d- one puncture wound on the dog, but he says his hands got pretty messed up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not sure. I-, I would like to think I was that brave, but would you know the size of the alligator before you went into the pond?
2: I don't know. Which dog is it? You know? <laughs> That's a like, good Like, I point, have too. five here. There's. just... <laughs> There's one, one or two I might jump in, <laughs> but the rest of them, you know what? You're this on your own. You in. caused your own
0: issue. <laughs> you run you in there with it. the alligator and beat him on the head. You, you deserve it.
2: Yeah. I'm just kidding, by the way. I love all my dogs. <laughs> I would save them all from alligators. Keep your emails to yourself. All right. Finally, we are going. This one has really been uh, making the rounds. Poor Humphrey. Humphrey was a horse, a weanling that was purchased sight unseen online. And, um, Humphrey was purchased by a young 20 something man that lives in England. Okay. So we're going to go over to Southampton and, um, yeah, he doesn't have a farm. So, Humphrey, the foal, was purchased for $250 and delivered to his home in Southampton. And for two days, Humphrey lived in the garage (laughs) and garden. And actually, you
0: know, they had those old pretty row houses made of stone. That's probably what it was, like a thousand row houses in a row.
2: Yeah. And um, the the seller, this is what confuses me. Is the buyer is like, I mean, he looks 22 years old, and he's buying a full, and they actually, the sellers delivered it to his house in his neighborhood. And the guy walked in the house like, "Great, we'll name him Humphrey. Come on in, Humphrey. Let's go. And uh, there is uh, some photos of Humphrey making quite quite the mess, but apparently only a couple of days uh, before somebody actually r- reported it and uh, he's now in a rescue. But uh, Penny Baker, the world horse welfare field officer, attended to the call and discovered Humphrey was living not only in a completely unsuitable condition, but he was actually quite unwell. Apparently, online selling sites have been long used to sell equines, and some have done much to encourage uh, buying and selling, but it's not very responsible. And she says that sellers, please be aware of who you're selling your horses to. I don't think they care. They just
0: don't care. They don't care. care. I wonder what he was going to do with it eventually.
2: Yeah, they, they, aside from pictures, there's not a whole lot of information about the buyer, but there are some pretty good pictures, including uh, Humphrey lived in the garage and they have like a mattress, like a futon mattress laying on the floor. Oh, you know, because
0: everybody, every pole needs one of those.
2: Got to have a yeah. futon mattress. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Well, I'm going to end the show with a public service announcement on an email I got today from Dr. Kellen, who is an equine nutritionist for over 30 years. And this involves something that everybody has right now, and that's pumpkins. And she wanted everybody to know that most pumpkin or most horses enjoy pumpkin. It's both a healthful treat and it's safe, even for EMS and PPID horses. Uh, pumpkin pulp is a good source. This is the pulp now, is a good source of vitamin A. Also, um, and that's what gives it this bright orange color, by the way. It came, Wait,
2: what, what's the pulp? Is that's that's it this squishy, the guts. gross, yeah, the gut, or the like gut. the stuff you nope, carve the, off the, the wall? Guts.
0: Uh, the pumpkin pulp's the guts of the bone thing, uh, which okay. eventually becomes pumpkin that we eat. Uh, it also gives the bright color. It contains trace amounts of vitamin C, E, and B vitamins. Sugar and starch level in the pulp is less than 10%. Uh, when feeding a horse with insulin issues, include thin slices of the rind and feed mostly the stringy core with seeds. The rind can be fed to all horses, although they will instinctively go for the softer portions first. It's very low calorie because most of it's water. Protein and fat are also low. I didn't know all this. Uh, the fiber portion is very uh, prebiotic and is high in soluble fiber. It said for senior horses and horses uh, have trouble chewing, uh, they said feed it uh Feed it in, in feeds, just the pulp part, or go put it in a blender or food processor first. And they said you can also bake slices for 15 to 20 minutes to soften the rind for older horses. I didn't know all this. Um, now, I
2: love, I always do the pumpkin seeds and I always bake the pumpkin seeds, but that, or the pulpy, slimy stuff, it just, well, ugh, this is like, what they don't say.
0: Know. Don't put it in your horse's bucket by itself. Use a cup or two as a top dressing on their feed.
2: How to make a homemade face mask from your leftover pumpkin pulp. And people are putting it on their face.
0: (laughs) So this only applies. This is the most important part. This is where the public service announcement comes in, because I've seen people ask this question. It only applies to edible orange pumpkins. Do not feed ornament gourds, edible squashes, or anything like that. You want your orange pulp pumpkins. So there's my pumpkin... uh, public service announcement you want for this you year. want
2: another public service If your dog has diarrhea give him can of pumpkin it helps firm that. up we
0: actually give uh, a spoonful of canned pumpkin in every meal we give our doggies we've oh. done that for years yep. wow yep. so uh so yeah our, our I've got a so that needs gets it. canned pumpkin all right all right look at that go. hey hang around auditors we'll talk for a minute or two not very long because we're both wanting to get to the holiday because uh, it is friday right oh no there's no, two Fridays this week. Two Fridays this week. We have two Fridays. I like that. See you everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Baby, I I don't let the moose
2: lick your car. Don't throw your baby over the gate.